Well, listen, I have big news, which is that I've decided to get a job that actually helps people. Ew, like a non-for-profit job? Hannah, you're the most selfish person we know. I mean, you won't even share a Kit Kat. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's true. You're so selfish that when we lived together, you put the fire extinguisher in your own bedroom so you could have access to it first. Well, that's all to be turned on its head, because you know what? I want to change the world. Change the like, world? What? It's a big job. Why is this so flummoxing to all of you, me wanting to make a positive change? Because I'm very skeptical of anyone who wants to help others. I mean, there's always some sort of mm -hmm. hidden agenda. A hundred percent. Mother Teresa loved being famous. Hey everybody, welcome to Boys Watching Girls. We are just two boys watching HBO's Girls. We're reviewing every episode. We are your hosts. I am Joe Welke. I am Vance. And today we are talking about season four, episode six. Overall, this is episode 38. This episode is titled Close Up. It is directed by Richard Shepard and written by Murray Miller. The original air date was February 22nd. 2015 to an audience of 477,000 people, 0.477 million. A bit of a increase from last time, yeah, but it's still not working its way back up to half a mil. <laughs> yes, still yeah. not very good. <laughs> yeah. Again, I don't know if I trust these Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, knows. absolutely, you should not. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I could but, look. But at we the, started it. But uh, we started, so we got to keep. We got to keep. Yeah, mentioning it at the beginning w of every Wikipedia episode. is our main source of information now. So you guys, you guys just have to roll with it. Yeah, I'm sure um, people care so much about these numbers. Someone's got a chart know, right? in their bedroom, just writing it down. <laughs> like, how is this possible? <laughs> um, I feel like this episode is a real weird one. Uh, it's, it, it seems like another like bridge setup one, you know? Um, I feel like we talk about on this show a bunch that, uh, episodes are reset episodes. And I feel like this one was a reset. I feel like everybody is like refocusing on their goals. And like now people have new goals, people are in new relationships. And it just felt like, uh, we're at this place now. And we're moving on. All that stuff that happened before, that shit doesn't matter now. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt about it. Yeah. And, I mean, there's a big thing that we'll bring up, uh, of course, in this episode. Mm -hmm. That seems like it gets brought up and settled pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. And it's a short episode. It's only like 23 minutes, this one. 24 minutes. Yeah, and every... Yeah. everybody except for Jessa gets some play in it. Yeah, and she's so... in it, but she doesn't really get a scene. She has literally, she has two lines in this episode. And some, maybe some overlapping lines, yeah. But maybe, like, two, like, clear her lines, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we can break it down by characters, too. Yeah, so man. this is this episode's right in our wheelhouse. There's no confusion. This is very straightforward. Yeah. All right. So I think that, you know, we can eliminate Jessica. She only has two lines. She doesn't really contribute to anything. Mm -hmm. But some other major players... Aside from Hannah Marnie and Shoshana, we got Adam's got a story, and Ray Polshansky's got his own story, too. You know so, what I think? is that This is going to be interesting. I think we finish we finish on the boys. Oh, we finish on the boys. Okay. Yeah. All right. So would you like to start with Shoshana, then, perhaps? Yeah, I got some thoughts. <laughs> All right. So Shoshana's story basically opens up with her uh, at another job interview. 
and the guy that she's you know interviewing with his his company is like a ramen noodle place and uh it's his own take on it i guess and it's named after his ex-girlfriend's was it miss tinsley or Madam something tinsley instant soup and there's a bunch of like mock-ups of different like people in it and it's funny because in the time with the aunt jamama controversy uh and everything they had like one mock-up that was like an uncle ben's rice type like black and white <laughs> like old black lady with the bonnet on her head yeah <laughs> they had all these different <laughs> mock-ups um and yeah. uh so Shoshana is basically like, she's applying to be a marketer or some kind of marketing position at this place. Mm -hmm. And uh, after the guy kind of gives his speech about what the company's all about, she's like, OK, well, first of all, I absolutely fucking hate this name. So if you want me to market this, you're going to have to change the name. And and she's just like tearing into this guy. I mean, she goes ham on him like she is. Like, ripping him like she went to school with him and hates his success. Yeah, so she's basically like, this This is like such a bullshit-ass dream. Is this really your dream that you get to accomplish, that you get to run a fucking soup place? And, and oh, wow, you're such a Harvard grad, interesting guy. Let me write a story about it in Holy Shit magazine. Yeah. And the guy, Scott, who's interviewing her, who's played by Jason Ritter. Mm-hmm. He's like, did I do something to you? Do, do I know you or something? Like, why are you being so aggressively mean about this? And she's just like, I don't know. I was just fucking stupid. This just job is stupid. Yeah, she calls like, it uh, Badusi. Yeah. Butt, dick, and pussy. He's like, what? what is that? Like, yeah. she just makes up some, like, term. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, she said that the soup smells like Badusi. I'd never heard of it before either. Yeah. And uh, he's rightfully like, what's the matter with you? Like, did I do something to you? Like, did I offend you in some way? Like, why why are you being so weirdly aggressive and and bizarre about this? And she's just like, you know, well, this place fucking sucks. So then she gets up. He stands up and then he's like, well, obviously you don't want this job. And obviously I'm not going to give this job to you. But would you like to go out sometime? I was like, Why? I know it's like that. It it becomes so sitcommy. Like she just somehow negged her way into a date with this guy when she was awful to him. I mean, just yeah. awful. Like he's like, "Oh, this your dream?" He's like, "My dream to like run my own business. That I started with my two friends." And like, yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, that's fine." Like, there's a bunch of businesses like that. Like, yeah, and it's just. It's weird because she hasn't learned anything from her last interviews at all. Like, I don't, I don't get yeah. why she's like going on interviews at places she doesn't want to work at anymore, or why she's judging. Because at first it seemed like he was going to be like, "Oh well, she shits on the job right away," and then he says, "Hey, you haven't worked any real job, so you have no like place to." Yeah, Talk about that it. was a great scene where yeah. she was like, this is such a bullshit job. And he's like, well, you know, we have people that are applying that have had real jobs. Yeah. She's like, I've had real jobs. He's like, like what? Like camp counselor? And she's like, well, that's actually a really hard job. He's like, isn't it usually done by teenagers? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, well, I mean, you've never done it, so you wouldn't know. And he's like, I'm talking about real adult jobs like that adults have had. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, I don't get why she's coming in so ham on... on 
like shouldn't she just be like oh man the real world's tough i need to just fuck i don't know she still has the high standard nothing she didn't get knocked down from that last meeting where she got called out for her attitude the attitude's yeah. still there so it's like i don't I, I don't really want to watch her keep going on job interviews just get her in a workplace like do what you i do don't want to i don't want to see her go out with this guy oh and I, we, I was like and we might why not the fuck? we might not ever see that yeah i mean i hope so i was like why the fuck this guy this girl just like tore down your dream like your company that you own this yeah. girl has never had a job this girl's a basically a fucking bum mm-hmm. she's a bum that doesn't have a job she just interviewed she's never had a real job and she's trashing you a, a quote-unquote like success like i feel like even if you have your own business and you're trying and you get it somewhat off of the ground yeah that's success to me where you're actually able to like hire and pay an employee you've reached a level yeah. of success at that point yeah and sh- and then he's like oh you trashed all of this about me and all of my like kind of work uh you want to go out yeah. no like no there's nothing about her that says that's the person i need to date and i it saw it so... coming when he stood up and stopped her from storming out and i was like oh i hate this yeah yeah i hated that yeah. absolutely hated it yeah um so Shoshana says yes, mm-hmm. and uh, then uh, the next time we see Shoshana, there she's in a bar with all the girls. And should we all kind should of we like, do that bar scene as like the end of Hannah and just like wrap everyone else up on that, or should we talk about it now? Yeah, you know what? We should we'll save it. We yeah. can go to Marnie now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so Desi and Marnie, we open up their story with them fucking and Marnie's wearing a, like a long sweater that covers every single, <laughs> Desi's completely nude, see his ass, see his, com- like a load of his naked body. Marnie is still with this camera trickery. This isn't even camera <laughs> trickery. She's just like, she's just wearing like an entire shirt that covers like, you don't even see like a glimpse of her butt in this sex no. scene. It's insane. Yeah. Nobody fucks like that. <laughs> it, Nobody fucks like that that often, you know? I feel like there's, like, porns that are, like, clothed female naked man or something. Like, yes, like, yes, 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 yes. Dancing bear. <laughs> and it's like he's, com- like, he's completely stripped down. Like, yeah, he's naked. Yeah. And she's wearing, like, a long... It's impressive. Yeah um but the worst part about this is yeah i think you're about to say it that they're yeah fucking to their own music music. (laughs) (laughs) gross yeah i i did a i wrote a joke one time because one time i had like i I was hooking up with a girl and i just had my my shit on shuffle for some reason and my friend is in a band and one of his songs came up and I just heard my friend's band and I was like, oh, this feels weird. <laughs> I couldn't imagine fucking to like my own music. Their own music I, that they're making together. Not just like, yeah. oh, it's Desi's song or oh, it's Marty's song. It's like, there's, it's gross. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things that is just gross when you think that it would be romantic when you see it, but it's just like, oh. Yeah, you're supposed to make beautiful music, not listen to be- your music that you make when you're making <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. So after they're done fucking, uh, Marnie checks the down- download count, and it's at like 100 downloads or something. And she's like, this is awesome. Like, this is really cool. Like, we're already at 100. 
And uh, Desi's like, yeah, it's pretty cool, I guess. You know, maybe it's something blah, 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 blah. And then she's, Marnie brings up like, I feel like we should make this uh, song one of our showcase songs. And apparently there's some kind of showcase that they're in mm-hmm. where they only get to do uh, two songs from their discography or whatever. Yeah, and, and the song they're listening to is her, uh, it's that like ballad or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's a song that Marnie wrote, mm-hmm. and uh, Desi's kind of like, I I mean, it's a good song. I don't know if it's really necessarily our best song mm-hmm. to put in our showcase. And she's like, well, what, what are our top songs? And he lists like, he lists like a load of songs that they've written together, and they all sound really stupid, like just based off of the titles. Yeah. And... Uh, and Marnie brings it up like, I feel like you don't like this song because I wrote it and you want to have your songs in the showcase. And and then they get into like a debate about like the what their direction is. And Marnie thinks they're like she and him, only they're actually in love. And Desi's like, there's no fucking way we're like she and him. And then he has like a weird meltdown about it. Yeah, because that happens before she brings up the writing part. Um, I don't know she and him. I don't know the band. I don't know the music. It's uh, Zoe Deschanel and I think a guy named M. Ward. Okay. And it's just like a coos. It's it's basically what they're doing. Yeah. I forget what he called it. He called it. He was like indie folk with a... It's like folk. Americana folk with an indie edge. Yeah. Um, And then she just goes on about like how she's doing all the writing and he takes offense to that. He's like, I'm working on my... My motorcycle because it's my mode of transportation and when my baby's sick i can't get around i'm like geez well also she's like you wrote all of our other songs and i wrote this one and then she's like i'm doing all the writing it's like no you're not did 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 she i think he's she's probably doing all the writing now of all the new stuff okay or like it is weird it is kind of weird because he says oh i think you don't like it because this is the one i wrote and then, yeah. and then she says, I've been doing all the writing. So it is kind of contradictory that if she's been doing yeah. all the writing, the other songs that he named would have been songs that she worked on, too. Yeah, and also, all the writing, like, she's just writing lyrics. I like, mean, she has work. no music. Yeah. Yeah, but, like... Oh, you, you mean if he's, doing the, if he's doing the melody and all of that? Yeah, that's the second half of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, what are you how can you be doing all of the right? Like you don't play guitar, Mm -hmm. you know, like without him, you're, you have nothing. You just have poetry, you know? And I feel like we don't, I mean, I just feel like this is just forced, like writing music drama because like they probably would make this music, make the song, then kind of work on the lyrics together. Yeah, like while they're doing it, she's like, oh, what about we switch this line here? Like, I think it would be more collaborative. You would hope since they're like living together and making a lot of tracks, apparently. Like they have a lot of tracks right now. And I don't know if Desi is still acting or if Adam is still acting because they were in a Broadway play. (laughs) Like, Yeah. It seems like. And he was on a CW show. Like, it seems like he'd still have a little bit of his foot and a little bit of acting roles. But no, that, that traction's all gone, yeah. Vance. They've moved on. Yeah, They had one success on Broadway, and they're like, that's enough. I, they, I'm good. I, and they found, I accomplished everything. And they found their ladies, and they're like, we're good. Yeah. yeah. 
So Marnie's already unhappy with Desi, and Desi does come off like a fucking head case in this. Uh, I mean, he's been awful this whole. Yeah, I just I hate that guy. The, the weirdest thing is, I thought it was going to be interesting to have Desi be Adam's friend. Yeah, that's how it started out. Like, oh, we're going to see Adam have someone that he goes to to talk about issues with Hannah or something, you know? Um, but no, no, they, they have not been in the same room since that. That Broadway show. Yeah. And uh, that kind of wraps up uh, Marnie for the time being before we get to that bar scene. Mm -hmm. So Hannah wakes up in her apartment alone. But she is not alone. She goes to get a bowl of cereal. The cereal is all empty. And guess who moved back with her? It's Elijah. This guy is... A level five clinger. <laughs> that guy is a... He's... You know, I was talking about Shoshana being a bum. Elijah's a fucking bum. He's a <laughs> vagabond. Like, what the fuck? Like, when How did, does he just... Like, why is he just back now? Yeah. So Elijah ate all of her cereal and she has like a mental breakdown about it. And you know, it's not just about the cereal. Yeah. And he knows it too. Like, he Yeah. And he's out. just... He's um, just like, wow, you are unstable. But there's two great things in here. The refrigerator yes, magnets are. are back. They're back. I noticed that too. And I cinnamon that toast too. crunch is the cereal, and that's one of the best. It's not yeah, healthy I, for you, but it's delicious. Dude, I bought I currently have like off brand cinnamon toast crunch and it sucks. It's not the same. Oh, for yeah. cinnamon toast crunch, you gotta get the name brand. Oh, I mean you know? now that now that is what the instant soup place needs. They need that cinnamon toast crunch like trademark that logo yeah that bright color yeah dude cinnamon yeah. toast crunch is so banging dude. yeah um yeah so uh yeah and so that's the tiny little scene is there really anything else to glean from that uh no just that elijah's back he's gonna he's going down with the ship of hannah like yeah i don't I, yeah <laughs> he showed up in iowa like that's crazy he showed up in Iowa, and then like a week after Hannah came back, he was like, oh, Hannah's gone. I guess I'll move back to New York with Hannah. Like, like what? <laughs> yeah, man. So crazy. Yep. And he sleeps with the door open. What a maniac. Tidy whitey, too. Yeah, like maniac. Like, I sleep with my door open, but I live alone. Like, if I have a roommate, I'm not sleeping with my door open. Yeah. Fucking psycho. <laughs> So now Hannah, next thing we see with Hannah, she's talking to her therapist about, you know, Adam, Mimi Rose, deciding not to stick with Iowa anymore. And the therapist is like very impressed with her mm -hmm. and impressed with her progress and her self-awareness of being like, yeah, you know, this wasn't for me. And like, I'm having a hard time with this Adam and Mimi Rose thing. And he's like, yeah, I mean, you should be having a hard time. That's a difficult thing yeah. to be going through. Especially because she's so thin and uh, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, well to do. And she's like, "Wait, how, how did how do you know this? Like, did you Google her?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, but um, I could just tell by the way you described her." Yeah, do you think he Googled her? Oh, he absolutely did. Absolutely Googled her because he described her to a T. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and people kind of already have like therapists are still people, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's what I think that people don't understand about therapists, too. Like, they think that the therapists are like these, you know, 
above everyone. They have this sage wisdom and all this stuff. Like, I know therapists and their lives are also fucked up, yeah. you know? Yeah. It, dude, I knew a girl who was a therapist and I, she, and I told her that I didn't drink or smoke or do any drugs or anything. And she literally said to me, how do you deal with your emotions? And I was like, you're a therapist. Like, you should, <laughs> you should know. And I was like, what do you do? And she's like, I'll smoke a bunch of weed if I'm like upset about it. And I was like, dude, that's not healthy. She's <laughs> like, oh man, you're having a rough day. Let me write you a prescription for a six pack. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, shouldn't you know how people should deal with their emotions? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's like I I think wow. about them and I and I feel them and yeah. I you know I process them and she's like oh that's better more than me I'm like how are you helping people she's like, like what drown are you that fucking... in weed and booze what are you doing uh, oh you're having a hard time at your job here take some heroin yeah. <laughs> wow yeah but like that's the thing they're just people too they're 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 not faultless they're, they're yeah I mean you can be the best therapist and the worst person you know or uh, very true yeah. Um, so he's basically telling her like, she's very happy with how mature she's, uh, she's taking all this and she's kind of like rolling with the punches, but she doesn't really know what direction she's going in life anymore. And he's like, well, let me tell you about all this stuff that you've been doing. Uh, and it seems like you're a helper. Like you want to help people. Like when you wanted to go to Iowa, it wasn't because of what you wanted. It's because you wanted to make your mom happy and you wanted to impress your friends and have, I don't know how that was helping or whatever, but like the mom thing, I guess. And uh, there was a couple other examples. I can't remember what they were. Um, but he, yeah, the mom was a big one. Getting to Iowa was like to impress her friends. Like that's what she was thinking about more than, oh, I have this great chance with this writing program. Um, yeah, I think yeah. that was mostly what they brought up. Yeah, I didn't take what she... Oh, oh, that's what she that's what she was talking about. She was talking about how she the reason she wanted to be a writer is because when she was reading great writers, it helped her through hard times. And she wanted to be a writer so she could help other people through hard times as well. And he was like, oh, that means like you're a helper. You wanted to go to Iowa because it would help your mom and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so maybe you should do something that like, you know, helps people. And she's like, huh, I guess I'm a helper. <laughs> Do you buy that? Do you think that that's a good it's one diagnosis? Of those, it's one of those like season one Jessa reduxes, you know, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, Hannah. Oh, and I do like the next scene that we end up with when they're all at the meal. Like they don't let that just become a thing. <laughs> like, yeah, because it really doesn't make any sense. It doesn't track at all. Yeah. 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 Like even the stuff that she's telling the therapist. And I also I feel like people when they go to therapists, they don't tell them everything you know yeah i feel like she's not telling him everything i think that she's trying to like you know make herself seem to be still good and like get she wants her therapist to see her in a positive light i feel like because she wants everyone to see her in a positive light well i mean, you know he, I mean he's been pretty good at seeing through her bs most of the time most of the scenes that we've seen him in you know yeah so i i I feel like she's just kind of spitballing and he seems really anxious to like get her to the point where, oh yeah, this is great. Like he seems like he's doing a lot more positive reinforcement now than he had in the previous scenes. 
So I don't no, know. I think he just sees like a glimmer of her doing something positive and he's trying to like feed it. Yeah, it's trying to push her in that direction. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I gather, but. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then now we get to the bar scene. Unless you had something else to add? Uh, no, not at all. Yeah, let's go to the let's go to the bar bar scene. So we go to the bar. It's all the girls plus Elijah, and Elijah is regaling the girls with the story of why he left Iowa. It's because he was basically running that fucking place. He was already the manager at J.C. Penney. He was dating a mayoral candidate, and it's like he was doing all this great stuff, but he felt so empty. So he decided. I'll just come back and be bored with you dummies or whatever. Yeah. And it was like, it was one of those things where it was like, let's have him rant a bunch of information and just make a snarky comment. And then we'll forget that he just left Iowa. Yeah. Like, like he should have stayed in Iowa. Like he should he was, not be back he was right now. flourishing in Iowa. <laughs> like he should have at least stayed and come back like end of the season or something. Like, I know you want the actor. We all want Elijah in it, but it seems like yeah. him coming back with something or like i don't know it just seems like there should have been something gleaned from him going to iowa as i feel a, like as there should have been like an anecdote that he just says like the photography thing he was doing like what, yeah like what is it like it becomes nothing i would have enjoyed like a phone call between he and hannah about like where'd you go yeah. And she's like, I'm back in New York. And then him be like, oh, well, then I'm fucking going back to New York, you know? Yeah. And she, and or something like, what, you like Iowa. Like, you like yeah. what you're doing out there. Like, it's, yeah. now it's like he has to be with Hannah. And it's like, why? Yeah. I don't know. Um, maybe they're destined to be lovers. Maybe they're the forever couple. Maybe. Oh. A little callback. <laughs> yeah. So... He tells that story. Shoshana tells a story about how she went on a stupid job interview and she hated it. And she's decided that she's just not going to have a job. And she's just going to basically be a trophy wife. And she's going to go out with the Scott, the soup guy, and just be the wife to his soup fortunes. She's like, I'm going to be the wife of the soup mogul. It's like, yeah. It's like, wow, she went on an interview bombed the interview purposely like she could have gotten that job they seem like if he was that attractive he would have given her the job you know absolutely and she bombed it and because she bombed her own job interview she's like i'm done with job searching <laughs> like she's given well, up on her being her five-year plan of being a <laughs> a major businesswoman. Like, remember she I what like did the, she have a 10-year what was the plan she had she had like i a, think it was a 10-year or, or like i 15, think it was a five-year plan i think it was something absurd though Five yeah. is normal. I think it was like 10 or something. I also like that she bombed the interview, trashed the guy's dream, said that it's like not going to be a success. And then she's like, I'll just marry this guy and he's going to be a soup mogul. And like, you just said that I'll he be, wasn't going to be yeah. successful. And I'll just be like my mom. And it's like, what? Yeah. <sighs> her mom who's divorced the- from her dad with the same name. Yeah. Um... Then Marnie tells her, like, oh, you shouldn't fucking go out with that guy. That guy seems selfish, and you should put yourself first because if you start going out with selfish assholes, everyone's going to – you're going to regret it. And then she – it's basically being like Desi's a selfish asshole, which he is, Mm -hmm. and Desi sucks. Um, And then Hannah's like, Jesus, you fought so hard for this relationship, and you hate this guy already? And she's like, I know. 
I know it's ridiculous, but I mean, turns out that guy's a fucking asshole. What can I say? Yeah, she's like, Marty's <laughs> like, I don't know what's wrong with me. And I love that Hannah called it out. It was like, come on. Like, yeah. Like, and you guys can't split this relationship because you have so much business tie into it. I know. That's what's crazy is like, you can't, you, you don't know how to play guitar. So if you take it to erase Desi from this equation, you're just a singer that has no music. You know, and he's just a guitarist with no lyricists. Like, I guess he sings too a little bit. Yeah, he sings too, but I don't know, man. His songs all seem pretty shitty. I mean, I mean, they're writing songs for a show, so I'm like, who knows? I mean, whatever. I mean, they're not trying to do a what's that movie once or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. oh, they're, yeah. They're not. They're not like a. This isn't really a music based show, so. I'll give them a pass on it. And plus, I think their music shouldn't be that good. <laughs> like, success or no success, I don't think they're... If they were really like, good, it would be like... I like the level of good that they're at. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like realistic, like, you could listen to it and you'd be like, oh, wow, you did that. That's really impressive. Mm-hmm. That's really good. That's a good song. Yeah. But it's not like top of the charts type yeah. shit. And I mean, like, we when were they, all surprised that marnie slash allison williams could sing i didn't i mean she has a good i know yeah Yeah. i was i mean as soon as they started to go to like oh we have a meeting at a record label it was like off of what how did you finagle that (laughs) yeah and not just a meeting a meeting where they like are into you yeah and like they're they're shopping offers like how easy is it to get a fucking meeting at a record label (laughs) jesus they were like we heard that brunt performance uh we left before you got heckled by kids and stormed out (laughs) But we loved what we heard. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I don't know, maybe Desi had some connections or something, but I was I was shocked when it was like, Yeah, we got all these record label meetings. Like, how? You have like three songs. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah. So this is uh where Hannah reveals to the group that she's like, um Well, I've got a big announcement. I've decided that I'm a helper and I'm going to change my career trajectory to be a helper. And I'm going to be someone who helps people. And everyone was like, what are you fucking talking about? And she's like, I was talking to my therapist and he said that I'm like a really good person that helps other people. And every single person at this table pipes up and they're like, you'd be a terrible helper. You're the most selfish person we know. Like, I, I almost stood up and like <laughs> and applauded that that yeah. statement. I was like, yes. <laughs> like Marnie and Elijah especially went in like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? You're the most selfish fucking person. What are you talking? How could you possibly Marnie, think Marnie's that you're a example helper? example was amazing. She's like, when we lived together, you kept the fire extinguisher in your room so that you would have it first. Mm-hmm. Like. like yeah oh my god and then so so after everyone kind of trashes her she's like well then what should i do because uh what what did she say that she wanted to do at first i don't recall me neither i think that i think that she may have said that she was like i'm going to be a teacher i don't think i think she got that from elijah it was a lot of it was a lot of people were gonna hate us for this because there was a lot of back and forth in this conversation. 
where Jess is calling her out and Shoshana. There's a lot of overlapping dialogue. And then I think, Elijah goes on his long rant. And then she goes, oh, Elijah, you you might have stumbled upon something. And then yeah. she says, teacher. Okay, that's because true. Because he, he says something. I know in his rant he mentioned a uh, someone in a like Lifetime movie, uh, Mayim Bialik's stunt double. Like he just goes on like yeah. this crazy tangent. Cosplaying um, as Tennille from The Captain and Tennille. Yeah. Uh, they just let him go. Like, all of them had like a zinger yeah. that was like pretty accurate. Um, but then she was like, you know what? Actually, it would be a good idea is if I were to be a teacher. And then Jessa says, you know what they say? Those who can't do teach. And then Hannah embraces that. I thought that was really funny. She's like, yeah, exactly. I can't do. So I'll teach. <laughs> I thought she was going to take offense to it. Uh, yeah but yeah she no just it was like, yes this is it was perfect. a funny yeah a funny turnaround to be like yeah you're right i can't do it so i'll teach it yeah <laughs> and i was just thinking to myself i'm like oh hannah as a teacher yeah it's almost fitting in a way mm-hmm. because she can be in control of the narrative of stuff you know yeah um i don't know i mean yeah we'll see how this plan we'll see how this pans out yeah so, uh, yeah, after that, she decides to be a teacher and then she's making her resume. And by the end of the episode, she's walking into a school. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't you need to fucking go to grad school to be a teacher? Like, don't uh, you need to do some kind of course? Well, she was I know, at maybe, Iowa. Well, she was at Iowa. Maybe not for I, I'm pretty sure you don't need to for private schools because a couple of, I went to a private high school and my teachers were just like graduates of my high school that they brought back. Mm-hmm. They didn't go to like grad school for teaching or anything. Yeah. And it looks like she is walking into a private school, like some kind of Catholic school. Uh I I don't know. I don't know how private or I don't even know what I mean, the deal is. And she's walking in at the time when everyone goes to school it seems like. She's walking in like with the students which yeah i feel like you'd show up kind of like nine like yeah high school was very early like, which is always crazy when i think back about how early school starts but i think that's just so parents can drop kids off before they go to their nine to fives but um yeah uh yeah she's walking in with the whole group um i don't know she did that cliche thing of like she's walking down the street and then mm-hmm. she stands in front of it takes a breath <sighs> And then walks in. And the so camera like sees the her camera take pan. the breath and then goes around her and then like yep. tilts down so you can see like, it's a building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the most cliche shot in television film. Yeah. So cliche, dude. <laughs> <sighs> it gets the job done. Yeah. And that's basically where we wrap up with Hannah. Yeah. So I feel like now we should get to Ray Polshansky. Yeah. Yeah, we're keeping his thread going. I love it. Mm-hmm. Ray is still upset about this streetlight thing. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to a city council meeting and he's like got a diorama of like <laughs> fucking <laughs> the street. The street. The buildings. He wants to give examples. He's got he's, he's in a suit. Mm-hmm. You can tell. And he's also like the youngest person at the city council meeting. Yep. And that is 100% true. My mom used to run like these, uh, it was like a neighborhood neighborhood council meeting for my neighborhood in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. 
and she used to be the president of it and it's all the oldest people in the world and the complaints in it are all like the complaints that are in this and it's just so boring at one point there's like an old guy complaining about lamps so he could read and i yeah. wasn't sure until they bring it up later that solve this but i was like is he asking for lamps for his own house yeah that's what i was thinking because they too. didn't like mention i don't think they mentioned library at first yeah and then ray yeah. when he goes on his tangent like brings up that and i was like okay cool that guy's not just super weird because i wasn't sure which angle they were going to take it if all the people yeah. complaining were weird or the council members were weird yet at that point so ray signs up and he is fourth on the day's docket because he wants to talk about it the lady's like cute cute diorama and he's mm -hmm. like thank you i've worked really hard on it and so he's like goes and he takes a seat and it's like the old man complaining about the lamps mm -hmm. and he's just kind of droning on and on and then uh the next time you see ray as ray's asleep he's passed out at this city council meeting because that's exactly what would happen mm -hmm. those are so boring and it's just old people rambling on mm -hmm. and it's uh at the at the stand now is some woman named kitty and i forget what her complaint was but yeah i don't remember her complaint it's something inconsequential like pretty much everything that goes on at these city council meetings and then uh mark Marin, the city council member is like, you know what? This is taking too long. Let's just uh, adjourn for today and we'll talk about everything else next week. Mm -hmm. And then Ray stands up and he's like, no, 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 no. I signed up to be on today's docket and we've only gotten through, like, we haven't gotten through any of this. Like, this is bullshit. I just wasted my whole day sitting here because I wanted to talk to you and you're just going to adjourn? And then Mark Maron's like, I don't care what you have to say. We're adjourning. We this happens all the time, you know. Like we don't get to everything on the day's docket, so you'll be on next week's docket. And then Ray loses his shit, as he should. I mean, this is the inefficiency of of the political system. Of like, exactly. if everything keeps getting pushed back a week, and someone took mm -hmm. their day off, like you have to finish the stuff because then things just pile up. But they don't care because they don't plan to do anything. Well, I was wondering, like, how far into the docket did they get? Because Ray was number four. Yeah, I didn't hear that he was number four. But if he's number four, why are these... The complaint about the lamps can't be longer than... Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Venice. Like, like, how long were these people complaining for, yeah. you know? And, like, what number did they get to? Yeah. We don't find that out. But uh, Ray stands up. He loses his shit. He takes umbrage. <laughs> with the way that this is meeting is like this is bullshit these are your taxpayers and you guys are so inefficient and this is disorganized and this is bullshit basically and and then all the city council members start bickering at each other because mark Marin apparently stole from the petty cash or something the petty cash or something and one guy shows up drunk all the time he's mark the Marin one gets, he's the one that's sitting to the to mark Marin's left camera right and uh, yeah. he's the one that it, you could see in his face when he when Ray comes up that he kind of is like we need, we aren't doing anything. But then yeah, Mark Maron brings calls it up for being drunk. Uh, yeah, and then he gets called out. Then this other woman calls Mark Maron out for like going to a bar and cheating on his wife. <laughs> and then, and like, then Mark Maron calls her out for her her convict husband. Yeah. And then the petty but, cash thing comes out and it's just all this bickering 
between the council yeah. members. And and I mean, also the the guy that was drunk, he was basically like, "When was the last time we ever approved anything? Like, yeah. we don't do anything here." And he's and then Mark Maron's like, "Oh yeah, well yeah, you can't remember the last time. Wow, amazing." Yeah. And Ray's watching all of this like fall out in front of him, and he's just like, "This is fucked up, dude. Like, mm-hmm. this is bullshit. Yeah. This is inefficient." And then the next time we see Ray, Joe's prediction comes true. Ray is creating a photoshopped image for him running for city council because he wants to make change in the community. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy that I called that. Yeah, I mean, I, it's weird because it seems like the tangent that would happen, but this show always does it unexpected. So I was just not yeah. on board with I when, wasn't believing it would happen. When we zig, they zag, you know? Mm-hmm. This uh, time, Joey Boy was right. Well, and it's also interesting that everything good that comes from his life comes from Shoshana, uh, not not necessarily negging him, but like pushing him in the direction to be better. Yeah, like yeah, she, she did. Yeah, she she the, did tell him to like go to city council meeting. Yeah, and like he's got his business and like is focused. I mean, he kind of he didn't luck luck into the business, but it kind of happened with the the Colin Quinn character, his old boss, being like, "Hey, I have this thing, you can run it," and him like. Yeah because of that push being like sure i'll do it like i don't think he probably would have accepted it or felt like weird about accepting it um but now and and he's the perfect mentality to be a city council member like when he sees injustice or wrong doing he is it really like gets his ire you know so yeah he would be fine he becomes a you think he becomes corrupt you think he becomes a crooked politician? I don't know if he'd become corrupt, but I do think he'd be able to fight the. He'd be able to argue with the corrupt people. You know what I mean? Like he w- he will not back down. Like if you're crazy Here's... enough to go to knock on car windows in New York, yeah, because of honking, like, yeah. Here's what I think. I think that he would be the type of person to like want to stop the corruption mm-hmm. and like not take the money. And then all the, you know, all the politicians are going to be corrupt. And so then he's just going to get, no one's going to work with him. Um, Or he'll get like, he'll get booted because he's trying to do justice and he doesn't like grease the palms of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's all just so dirty and money, money hungry. It's such a power. It's like power and money. That's all politics really is. Um, Yeah. Just a game to him. But it's. I feel like for him, and this is small level, like I don't, I mean, who knows? He could run for mayor in future seasons or whatever. Mm -hmm. But for this, I think being able to help the neighborhood out, being able to help like the little district, I think he'll be, he'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's a perfect place for him to be Mm -hmm. because like he lives in that neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I guess his business is probably in that neighborhood. Yeah. And I'm sure his business is like more or less self-sustaining now. Like he doesn't have to be at the at his coffee shop every day like he doesn't yeah. have to like i don't like i don't think he has to fully manage i think he's like owning now too you know so yeah yeah so that's good that's where ray wraps up and now we get to the main event of the evening adam sackler <laughs> and mimi rose howard what is her middle name i should have wrote it down yeah, I think it's Esther or something. It starts with an E. Eleanor, right? Ellen, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. 
<laughs> we're just as bad as Adam. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he thought Rose was her middle name, which is fair enough. Very fair. Yeah. Very fair. Yeah. Who's named Mimi Rose as just a first name with a hyphen? Do you if know anyone name, with a hyphenated name first Mimi name? Rose, you're living in a loft and you're an artist and you just carry big flowers around. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> Your name defines you in a weird way. Very true. She's a sculptor. Yeah. Uh, so we start off with Adam waking Mimi up with Rose, Mimi Rose. construction worker. <laughs> We start off with Adam waking up at Mimi Rose's enormous, enormous New York loft. Can, can I'm happy you brought that up because this is the first thing I thought. The last episode when they were like, we're going to stay at uh, Adam's sister's place downstairs. Why? Why? Yeah. Why were they acting like they couldn't? When Hannah just went into that room, I'm like, guys, Mimi has a huge loft. Just stay yeah. there. Like they treated it like they couldn't live without being at their at Adam's place for some reason. Dude, even if Adam, all of Adam's shit is at Hannah's apartment, leave that shit, dude. That <laughs> loft is amazing. Like, yeah. fucking, you don't need that. Yeah. Start anew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just built from the ground up there. Yeah. <laughs> so they're they're. I mean, it's a huge, beautiful apartment. Yeah. Adam wakes up. He like. Kisses Mimi Rose, tucks her in, all this shit. Makes her an enormous breakfast on her back patio. Mm-hmm. Not just, and it's not, it seems private too. It's not just like she lives in a one of those buildings that has like roof access because yeah. there's a ton of those in Bushwick. Um, but yeah. So it makes her this beautiful breakfast. She's all happy about it. Uh, she's got on, it, it, this is something that bugs me in television. All right. Joe's Fashion Corner for a little bit. We haven't had one. We haven't had a real one in a while. Yeah. Pajamas. Those pajamas. And people that have like pajama suits like that, that Mimi. Yeah. I fucking hate those. I absolutely hate them. They're ugly as fuck. They harken back to like the 1950s and i also feel like almost no one has them well that is interesting because i i'm not a pajama person um mm-hmm. i think i had like one like cheap you know like that like if you buy underwear in a pack like they had like a pajama like top and pants thing that i yeah. bought once and i was like i'll use this in case like years and years ago in case i go to like a pajama party or something at some point you know like, yeah but i'm not yeah. gonna, i'm not dressing up to go to sleep i'm not putting on clothes to go to sleep um yeah especially in a time where we have like you know uh climate control just, and air conditionings and yeah it just it makes no sense like, like you take off all of your clothes for the day to put on a suit like with <laughs> buttons yeah i don't want to sleep with buttons that's the one yeah, thing i do not that. want buttons on on something i'm sleeping in i knew one person that had pajamas like that and it was a a british girl mm-hmm. and when she was like putting them on i was like what are you doing just get a t-shirt and shorts see i could i can even i can give a pass on the pajama pants okay i can give a pass on the pants yeah but the button down shirt no unacceptable well you wouldn't sleep in it you could 
if you're walking around the house or something, you could have the the pajama top like on, just like if you're walking around the house doing stuff. But if you're going to no. bed, you're putting on a t-shirt or something. I, I refuse. I, I, not I, even not even walking around the house. There's no purpose for that shirt. That shirt's sure. awful. Yeah. Get a robe. Mm, yeah. I don't. I don't have a robe, but I'll I'll prove a robe. Okay. Get a, kim- get a kimono. Approves robes. Get a kimono. Right. Get a robe. Get a t-shirt. T-shirt's so much easier to put on than buttoning up an entire pajama shirt. What if you have shoulder injury and you can't put the shirt over your head? Kimono or robe. <laughs> <laughs> and bare boob it. Just bare boob it. Absolutely. Okay. You think she's wearing a bra underneath of the pajama shirt? No, but a pajama shirt, she doesn't need to wear the bra under because she is buttoned up. Why not? You know, if she's wearing a robe, I, I mean, I guess she could cinch. Yeah. I'm yeah, always thinking, I always think robes open. I never think you of cinch robes cinch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's the matter with you? Cinch I don't it. know. I always think, I just always think flowing open robe. Yeah. Well. Unless you're getting out of like a shower or something, like a salt cinched up. Like, that seems like I don't. I just, I don't know why. I just think that those pajama suits are the least attractive thing they're so awful to me they make my they literally make my stomach like turn uh i obviously don't have that strong of feelings about them but i do think it's one of those really um it's one of those things that's perfectly set up for uh tv like because you need them to get out of bed and you need them to be clothed usually Um, and this show like they could get away without it but i think it's just like a character type that they're trying to do for mimi Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah but other shows like oh no it's middle of the night the kids gotta wake up and it's like some regular like network sitcom yeah just not having everyone yeah. run down t-shirt it's like full house they're dressed up in full attire just hanging around the house <laughs> like button downs tucked in to jeans yeah like, just walking around the house during the day it's a saturday put on some yeah, sweats no. guys yeah but that's no not tv that. that's not tv ready you know i was kind of half expecting mimi rose to have that like night cap too that yeah. little elf that elf cap that fucking people wore it's awful they had to wear that because it was so you know the temperature you know that's the only reason stupid yeah so stupid hate it hate it hate it all right that was a long crashing corner and she wears it through the whole episode <laughs> it looked like she had all scrubs in the last scene when she's talking to adam outside I thought that, I really think that she was still pants. wearing those. Yeah, okay. I think she was still wearing those uh, those pajamas. Um, but anyway, so Adam is like doing something. She's talking about how like happy she is that Adam moved in, brought all of his old books because mm-hmm. he's got these old encyclopedias that are interesting, and they they still say that Columbus discovered America. <laughs> how quaint, uh, how silly. And they're reading, and he's like, "You want to go for a run?" And she's like, no, I don't really feel like going for a run. They're like, come on, let's run. I like to, I like to watch your boobs bounce and your ponytail bounce and your body bounce. And he starts like bouncing her. Did you think at this moment that creepy Adam was coming back out? Yes. Yeah. 100%. I was like, I was like, why does he get this creepster in relationships? <laughs> well, well, like, why do people give him a pass for it? Like, that's so creepy. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like, like charming, like, playful boyfriendness. It was like bordering on yeah. i mean maybe it could be seen as that i don't know i mean the way he was playing it i was like oh no this is adam with uh natalia again 
Yeah. Yeah. And then so she's like, no, nah, I really don't want to go on a run. He's like, come on, let's run. She's like, I can't. He's like, why not? She's like, I had an abortion yesterday. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, can't really uh, go on a run. Can't really put a tampon in. Can't do. I think there was like another thing that can't she said that she couldn't do. For a week. Can't have sex for a week. She's like, yeah, because, you know, I had an abortion. So uh, you can go on a run. It'll be fine. But I'll, I'm going to chill here. And Adam's like, are, are you fucking, are you joking right now? <laughs> it's like, why didn't you tell me? She's like, I just thought that I'd get it done, you know, and it'd be cool. Yeah. He's, he's like, like, he's like, was it mine? And she's like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck is, what? <laughs> she's like, who, he said, who aborted you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's very nonchalantly just yeah. being like, it was this doctor. She delivered my sister's baby. And then I was like, was it a boy or a girl? She's like, my cousin's baby was a girl. And he's like, no fucking hour, kid. And yeah. she's like, I don't know. It was like not even at that point yet. It was just a bundle of cells. He's like, well, who did you go with? She's like, I went with my friend. And he's like, why didn't you tell me? And she's like, I just wanted to get it done. You know, I just wanted to do it. And like, now, and he like, this it, is where, because that's what like two scenes, because they cut away and cut back. Um, and he like throws all the stuff off the table and like an angry Adam move. Yeah. I, my biggest issue with, uh, well, hold maybe, on, hold on, hold on. Bef- wait, hold on. So even, so after he gets through all of the like, who did you go with? Who mm-hmm. did it? She's like, well, did you want to have a baby? And Adam's like, well, maybe. I mean, I just, Figured that we would have had a conversation about it. And then she was like, well, I did it because I didn't want to have this conversation. And that was basically where that kind of ended up. And then it was something like, you don't get it or something. And Oh, is it, oh he said, I don't. Yeah, he said, I don't understand how you couldn't have told me about this and had a discussion. Mm-hmm. And then Mimi Rose said something like, and you never will. No. Or something like that. No, it's. No, it wasn't. What that, did she it say? It wasn't that hard. It wasn't one of those. Um, it, it, it was like. I don't understand. I know that Adam said, I know, I don't understand how you could do this without me, basically. And she's like, and you never will understand or, yeah, or something you, like you that. Won't un- you don't understand. She said you don't yeah. understand or something like that. Yeah. Um, my biggest, if, if I was going to like critique Mimi Rose on any of this, it would be the nonchalant way of bringing it up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like she brings it up. And then gets, and then takes umbrage on Adam reacting to it. As yeah, if, like it, it's like she brought it up. She didn't. She didn't want to have the conversation about it, which is why she didn't tell him. But yeah. then she brings it up nonchalantly, expecting that the conversation would not then be had afterwards. You know, like she's yeah, she's or... playing that like move where you are so calm while someone's upset to like take the high road, and I'm just like. It's fine. Like, I'm not even criticizing her for doing it, you know, because like yeah. she could argue with Adam. He's like, I want you to keep it. And she has to carry a baby for nine months. And people have their whole thoughts on abortion, whatever. I just thought it was weird that she brought it up so nonchalantly. Didn't, yeah, like, it was try like... to, didn't try to make up an excuse for not running. Like, she was just like, mm, no. Like, it wasn't even like they were about to have sex. She's like, I can't because I had abortion. Like, that seems like it'd be one of those times where you have to. Or she could just be like, yeah. I really don't want to go for a run right now. Like, like well, she didn't have to 
It wasn't you could say things. I got diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I just or like anything to not go on a run with Adam to disrupt like a street fair or whatever you wanted to do. But she just brings up so nonchalantly and then is weirded out that he has a reaction to it. Yeah, well, she also doesn't know what his, you know, stances or like feelings are. And as we've seen throughout the show, like in the first season, uh, Hannah was talking about how she was going to the hospital with Jessa to get an abortion. Mm-hmm. And Adam's like, that's a pretty big fucking deal. Yeah. So this has been a consistent thing with Adam to be like, that's a pretty big deal. Like, that's a big thing that happens. Yeah. And when people react to abortions like nonchalantly, it kind of rubs him the wrong way or feels mm-hmm. weird about it. Well, there's a part um, where he there's a part where he asks, How many abortions have you had? And she's like, I'm not yeah. gonna tell you. And she's like, How many women have you gotten pregnant? He's like, None until now. Like, yeah, and I didn't even know, and I wouldn't have known, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's one of those things where if she would have never, ever, ever told him, right? Mm-hmm. Would that be fine? I don't know. This is like getting into like a weird ethics thing. Well, this is what this show does. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I... it's one of those things to do something to not, to do something and not tell someone, but then to tell them, like, if you never told him, he never knows this. Or like you're deeper in the relationship and say, hey, I had it. Yeah. One time. But just it, for me, it's just the way it was brought up. <laughs> it just felt like it was very nonchalant. And especially because like you don't know how a person's going to react to that news. No. You know what I mean? No. Like if, if a woman did that same scenario and, and I'm in Adam's shoes. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have reacted like Adam. Yeah. Uh, but I would have been like, well, are you okay? Like, do you need anything? Like, yeah. what, what, is there anything I can do? Like, mm-hmm. do you want to talk about it? Like, is everything okay? Yeah. Like, he, she had the benefit of time to process that she was going to get yeah. the abortion done. Yeah. 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 He didn't have the benefit of time to process when she said it in a way that almost seemed like she was making a joke. Yeah, it was like, yeah, I went to the store yesterday. Yeah. So I went to, I got an abortion. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's. And it was an weird. interesting way yeah. to handle. It's an inter. the show is doing a weird way of handling abortion. Cause they brought it up twice. You, you mentioned the first season. Where yeah. Like Jess is like trying to skip her abortion. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jessa bails on it or something. Was she bailing on the, was Jessa bailing on the abortion too? Because and just gonna have the kid like was she wanting to have i forget like what who knows man i mean she hooks up with a guy in a a bar like right but um yeah and mimi rose apparently has probably done this more than once it seems yeah um just from context clues there but yeah i i mean i don't know it's a very complex thing and i i don't you know it's a very sticky situation that i'm like and we are boys. And everything I yeah. hear is like, it's not like, it, women don't normally treat, from what I've heard, women don't normally treat getting an abortion like it's just picking up some groceries or going going out. Yeah. You know, like it's a really big process to like think about it, consider it, have it done. Like it's, it's something, you know? Um, yeah. And it's just weird that she just is like, eh, just, just something I did on the Tuesday. Why do you think that she didn't want to do it with Adam or tell Adam or like have Adam come with her? She didn't want Adam to try to talk her out of it, probably. 
Mm-hmm. That was that's what I was thinking. And she and, yeah. and she didn't want to feel I don't know, if she didn't want to feel the guilt about doing it, which I don't think she actually has any, it seems. Yeah. I don't it know. It doesn't it seems like she's like, Yeah, this is just what you know, this happens and this is what you do with it. I which think is like, be, you know. I would I would think it'd be a great test of their relationship if she told him and gauge how he reacted to it. You know? Yeah. Like she's like, I'm going to get this, but I want to let you know. And you know, like nothing you say will like convince me to not get this abortion, but I do want you to know that this is happening. I'm not opposed to having kids with you later, maybe, or whatever she whatever she's thinking. Yeah. Um, because that's when she uh, brings up the middle name thing, like, oh what, we have this kid and then we say, Oh, you don't even know mom's middle name? He's like, It's Rose. She's like Yeah, no. and she's like, It's Eileen or Esther or yeah. Eleanor or whatever, yeah. some E name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, she brings up so she's like, Would you wanna have a baby with me? And Adam's like, Maybe. She's like, I don't think that'd be a very good idea. We've been dating for seven weeks. Yeah. And Adam's like, My parents got married after a, a week. Like people do crazy shit all the time. Like yeah. I just didn't have the option. You like stole that option from me. And she's like, it wasn't really an option for you, you yeah. know? And at that point, that's where she gets into the, and he's like, I don't understand. And she's like, you don't understand, you know? Yeah. Because, yeah, like, it's not his, it's one of those things that's not fully his call, women's body, abortion rights. Like, then we get into the whole, like, unfortunate, like, politics of it all. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Like, and I and think I, that's what she wanted to avoid. Um, yeah. But I also don't think he would have been, because the way he talks later, it seems like he's like, hey, I wanted to be there for you, you know, more yeah. so than, because that's what it comes down to. Like, he feels like he's not needed. She keeps stuff away from him. He's not a part of her life. And he's been with Hannah where, like, she leaned on him so hard. And now he's yeah. this independent person who's like, yeah, go do your own shit. I don't care. Yeah. So basically after this conversation, Adam's like upset and he's like, I'm moving out. Fuck this. Like, this is crazy. Like, I can't deal with this so he's packing up all of his shit while Mimi Rose is gone he's got it all in a huge like backpack and uh, Mimi Rose has a big old bouquet of flowers that I'm guessing she's getting for Adam or just, I don't know there's just, uh, just loft flowers yeah just flowers that and decorate she, the loft she basically runs into Adam as he's trying to like escape and she's like I wish that it didn't really have to come with this come to this like I really enjoyed having you here and like, why are you doing this basically? And Adam's like, I mean, I don't feel needed. Like you don't need me. You don't ask me to help you with anything. I don't ever know what you're doing. Uh, And like this abortion thing, like it's just, I don't feel like you need me. And as soon as he kept saying, like, I feel like you don't need me. Mm -hmm. I knew that this line was coming and Mimi Rose delivered it perfectly. She's basically like, well, yeah, I don't need you, but I want you. And I (laughs) fucking rolled my eyes. Well, this and Mimi, uh, Gillian, Jillian Jacobs, uh, her, her, uh, her performance in this is very like understated and like monotone in a way. Like she doesn't like, and I think they don't. She has no emotions. Yeah, I think they don't. It feels like there's no. Yeah. Where she is just like. Well, this like she's very rational and just like says what she's thinking, and she's not like 
going off the flying off the handle and be like well this is this and she's not making up excuses she's just saying mm-hmm. well i like that you did this thing and i don't know this and you your way your brain works you just think things so differently and these little facts um and i think that works for her character as listening to her lecture and the little we know about her mm-hmm. it seems fitting for her character so yeah yeah that that too as adam's like leaving she doesn't seem very upset about it. She's very not just like, yeah, I wish that you wouldn't be doing this. And it's like, doesn't anything upset this woman, you know? <laughs> she's a robot, man. Yeah, she's just like, I mean, you know, I wish this wasn't happening, but I guess it is. So toodle do. It was kind of like, like, I really enjoyed having you in the loft. And he's like, I enjoyed being here too. And she's like, well, do you? <laughs> she doesn't even say, do you want to stay? It's just like, well. And he just, yeah, yeah. And he just like, and Adam's all right. like, oh, all right, I'll stay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Adam, you don't got nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah, where were you going? You're gonna stay at Ray's <laughs> <laughs> bunk with Desley and Marnie. Yeah. Oh, that weird threesome. So then uh, Adam basically just sticks with her. And yeah, I was they... like, we're not getting rid of Mimi Rose this early. It does bother me her lack of emotion. Yeah, I just feel like they're doing an opposite handle with her. Yeah, I guess. Um, and but, you know what's interesting? It's interesting that we jumped to this with her so quickly. <laughs> like, this yeah. wasn't, like, two episodes down the line. Like, we just are finally seeing them live together. And this is the yeah, first, like, drama right off the bat. Like, heavy. Not yeah, like, dude. hey, Adam, can you not drum in the middle of the night? Or start using your bone saw on the on the kitchen table. It's just like, nah, abortion. Like, let's just go top level. Do you feel like this is going to be a thing where Adam freaks out and he's just like, I can't do this. You're too normal. Um, I don't know what will break them up. Um, but I, I think they're past this abortion level. You know, yeah. I don't think this will be anything anymore. Um, it'll be interesting to see if the two of them interact with the rest of the group again. Because mm, Adam yeah. doesn't really have ties to the group besides Hannah, you know? And, like, yeah, that's he true. can hang out with Ray. I guess he's still technically friends with Desi. Yeah. But, I mean, Maybe. he's not, like, it's not like he's... He'll see Jessa at uh, AA, probably. That's about... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that's, uh, that wraps up the episode, basically. Yeah, a lot of a lot of moving parts, a lot of different stories going on. Yeah, got a little glimpse into everyone's life except for Shoshana, which is always yeah, or I, except for Chessa, which is always a plus. I will say I'm interested to see where everyone goes from this point. Like I, I'm interested to see if Hannah gets the teaching job and if she actually likes it. I'm interested to see this Adam Mimi Rose relationship. What happens with that? Interested to see how Marnie handles Desi. Yeah, I'm interested to see if uh, Shoshana actually goes out with Jason Ritter. Mm-hmm. And how that all plays out. Like, I don't know what about her charmed him. It's just, it's rom-com. It's rom-com stories. So stupid, dude. So dumb. Like where a person's just so clumsy and mean. And you're like, you, you very mean lady. I kind of love you for some reason. Like, what? So dumb. Yeah. Dude, you're about Uh, to be a soup mogul, man. You don't need, you don't need Shoshana's drama. You'll be swimming in some soup vagina later, you know? Need that? 
<laughs> some Badusi or whatever. Uh, what is it? <laughs> yeah, Badusi. Badusi. Uh, yeah, that's the episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay tuned next time for when we break down the episode. Ask me my name. Thank you for listening. Later. <laughs>